Are you ready to learn more about promoting play, defending childhood, empowering caregivers? Save 10% on professional development at explorationsearlylearning.com and support the show with the coupon code OOL. Click the link in the show notes to browse upcoming trainings. Hello. Welcome back to Out of Line. Hi, Candice. Hi, Annie. We are joined tonight by a special friend, Carol Cole. Carol, will you introduce yourself? Oh, that I'm not great at. Well, I'm Carol Cole. Um, I'm a stay-at-home unschooling mom, formerly a a teacher uh, set to be in the public school system, and then decided that that wasn't an avenue I wanted to explore with either myself or my children. So now I'm just here. Awesome. Thank you. Welcome. We're glad Thank you're you. here. Just as we were getting ready to record, um, we started a little conversation that we decided to turn into an episode. <laughs> um, so I was just telling Carol as um, we had Candace and I just wrapped up a day at our unschooling facility and I was transitioning myself and my kids into like, okay, now we're home. Here's what's happening. And I had the very conscious thought of like how at capacity I am that I'm about to, um, you know, get on here and do another little project that we're doing that we've got a lot going on. And yet, um, we just had an episode a couple episodes ago where we talked about how we did nothing (laughs) and our like perception of doing nothing and being busy and how skewed it can get, I think in our go, go, go society, um, are very process or product oriented capitalistic (laughs) society. Um, and what school can do to us. And I know that's something I'm really trying to work to deprogram in myself to actually just like have that moment just before jumping on here and being like, I'm at capacity. Like it felt so good. Just have the awareness around it. Why am I not aware of that? Yeah, I think, um, and even like, I'm honestly nowhere near as busy as you guys. Um, it's just interesting that, you know, there are a couple things that I'm trying to start up, you know, we're doing the whole unschooling lifestyle. Uh, we're part of homeschooling groups, like trying to create a community. So there's a lot of little projects that I'm not working on actively, maybe at all points of the day, but it doesn't, it doesn't take them off your plate ever. So like our, our thoughts and our energy are always kind of being pulled in a million different directions. And But again, we're kind of so conditioned that, well, if you're not doing it, if it's not getting done in a timely manner, you know, if you're not actively working on, you know, something more than yourself or your family, then somehow you're behind. If you don't do it by this amount of time, then, you know, you're you're not doing it well enough. It it just, and it takes a toll. And I think it's that kind of mind busyness that we don't pay enough attention to that, which really can sometimes even cut out actual productivity. Yeah, because it's kind of like lingering and then you you think about it so much. That, at least for me, I think about it so much and then I'm like, I don't even want to do this. Like I'm thinking about, I don't actually want to do anything about exactly. it. Exactly. Oh, Frankie's saying hi. That's my dog Frankie. Um I yeah, he's really cute. <laughs> 
Um, the met, yeah, the mental thing. And then also just like the allowing ourselves to rest and recognize that we can. And I, I say that, like, I am an avid napper. I'm sure that like people who know me well, my sisters might listen to this and be like, what are you talking about? I love being a napper. Um, I like resting, but still like in our day, like, so today there was a point, um, after I ate lunch and like, you know, we kind of transitioned back into like more focused offerings. People are seated doing quieter things. And, uh, I was like, gosh, I'm so tired. And I said this to Candace, like I'm tired. I'm, I'm acknowledging that I'm tired. And I still have this like very teacher, especially, um, like a childcare background, like you don't get to sit down maybe when you're rocking kids, if you're in like a toddler room or, um, putting them down for a nap, but like, I couldn't, I still couldn't sit down today. And instead I did do something quiet and something a little bit more restful. I picked up some watercolors and painted, which is something new. I wouldn't have done that last year. That's new to me, but still I'm like on my feet. And I'm like, afterwards, it's like, I could have just sat down and then I wouldn't have been crabby at the end of the day. And I could have just had that moment. And I did take it when I got home. Like I needed a moment to reset. Um, but just allowing that during the day, I think is what's really hard with unschooling that I don't have to be what, you know, like whatever, the one talking all the time, the one like up at the front juggling for the kids, <laughs> like, you know, half the time as a teacher, you're a clown, half the time you feel like you're like you're managing everyone. You don't have to do that in unschooling the same way. Right. I think that's, I mean, that's been a huge part of my de-schooling is just kind of even getting to know myself and what my needs are. And when I'm at capacity, like, why are we putting in that? Like, why are we trying to start something else or feeling like that is the moment to really get my kids interested in something like first of all why do I have to be the one that gets them interested in it it's kind of letting that go and understanding that you know you can let them go and they will find something it might not be as speedy as I hoped or look quite like I hoped it would but they'll be okay but you know I spent um, last year was our first year um, homeschooling and then eventually unschooling And I thought the biggest takeaway was how much my kids got to know about themselves. Like they started identifying like, you know what? I'm at capacity. I I can't do much more. Um, I think that the funniest day we had all year was when my younger one, she finally understood why she was so grumpy. Like she just came to me and she was just having, you know, one of her mornings where she didn't want to participate in anything or do anything. And she just stopped as if she had the realization. And she just said, you know what? I'm tired. I didn't sleep well last night and I, and I'm just tired. Mm. And I just said, well, okay, well, you know, you can go and take a nap. And it was just like, oh my gosh, I can't. And she went like, walked beelined for the couch, laid down blanket. And she was out for like an hour and a half. When she woke up, she was, you know, ready to tackle the day. And often I think I'm like, you know, I don't have that capacity to say, you know what? I've had enough and I think I just need to do nothing for a while. Like I'm still struggling with that. So I'm at least glad that my kids are kind of getting that feel for what they need and that you don't have to be busy, busy, busy all the time. (laughs) How many kids do you have? I have, I have two daughters, 11 and uh, the younger one just turned eight. So when you were talking about that, I find myself wondering, like, 
I know you said you do some homeschooling groups and then I'm also wondering how do you balance all of that or balance, you know, unschooling two kids and when, when you find that you're tired or when you find that you don't want to engage in something at that time, then, you know, how do you, how do you balance that at home? Um, for me, it was honestly like last year, kind of just taking stock in what my limitations were. And I think you know, and uh, I've done a lot of thinking about because I was always, you know, I went to public school. My mom was a public school teacher for 39 years and I was always very good at school. So when I think about my school experience, I'm like, I wasn't really allowed to have limitations that were my own though. Like there were certain sanctioned limitations that I was allowed to have and oh, okay. But like anytime you did something well, they wanted you to do more on top of it. You know, like much like, you know, the gifted kids get the extra work or this, that or the other. And then, well, if you weren't doing so well, then you had to work more. Like there was always somehow, whether you were thriving or (laughs) floundering, more work involved. So I feel like I've never thought about that. That's so true. (laughs) So I'm like, I feel like now, like, and I never thought I came out of it thinking, well, I know I've come to know like what the system does. And especially in watching my older daughter, like what it did for her. And I thought, well. I was, you know, I, I came out, oh, I was one of those people that came out okay. But when I look at it, I'm like, but did I? Because where did I get, like, my parents were not the ones that told me to be busy all the time. You know what I mean? Or that more work is still involved. Even if you did a good job, well, now you have to do a better job. And even if you weren't doing a good job yet, like, you have to do more. So for me, like, that's just kind of where it came from. And it really wasn't until now and my own kids that I'm like, you know what? Like that trip that we're taking, I mean, because it's a it's a pretty sizable group. Um, you know, there could be anywhere from sixty to two hundred people going. You know, on like a group field trip, or depends on what we're doing. Or sometimes there's a lot smaller ones. But I've I've had to take stock and say, okay, I know how this is going to affect me. So the days leading up to it have to be slower. Like there will be no tackling of projects the day before. There will be no, you know, let's start whatever the day before. And then my kids started to be more vocal. Like we need downtime. Mm. Like, cause we would be go, go, going. And, you know, last year it's that excitement of this new community and this new way of learning. And, you know, so we were kind of doing everything. And then finally my kids were like, we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> like people are like, how will they socialize? I'm like we were actually burned out from socializing a little bit. <laughs> And we end up saying, okay, we're going to take January off. Like we didn't make any play dates. Like maybe, there might've been like one or two scattered throughout, like kind of one-on-one, but we, you know, it's a matter of recouping after something that was taxing and not overstacking my plate going into it, which I find is actually a little more helpful for me. So I'm not going in depleted, which is you know something that I've, never done successfully my entire life so it's it's interesting to try and balance it that way now yeah (laughs) I feel so much of what you said and just how cool that you are figuring out for yourself and teaching your children like how to um balance your budget of energy, right? Like energy and in energy out. Um, there are a couple of people I know neuroscientists who talk about that, like the rest quotient, like is so huge. And 
you know, like I used to worry when my kid was, when my oldest was an infant and started eating solids that like they weren't going to get enough nutrients. Right. And I remember our doctor or pediatrician at the time saying like, it's not really about like every meal or every day, like look at the broader scope, like take it, take a, take a step back. And I feel like it's that like that with, um, all of our energy, you know, whether you're in school or not, just like really looking at like, is that soccer practice? Is that field trip to the zoo, whatever, like, is that necessary? And if it is like, what do you do on either end of it to create the space that you need, whether it's prepping with more restful days ahead or afterwards and like looking back, um, allowing that rest. But yeah, I don't know. That's really neat to hear that you, and it's also funny to hear that you like dove in full, fully into the deep end, trying to do everything last year. I feel like that's such a big piece of like leaving school behind. You're kind of like, woohoo, look at my days are so free and open. I can cram everything in and then having to recognize the rest. (laughs) Yeah. I kind of feel like my foray into homeschooling, I said, well, like much of my life, it's like falling down the stairs. It was go- like I was going into it very fast, not gracefully, lots of bumps down the way, but moving forward, we were nonetheless, but it was, you know, not um, a graceful transition, I wouldn't say. It could have been worse, but it was, you know, it wasn't what it looked like in my head. So <laughs> how did you start with homeschooling? Like how did, um, like, what did your homeschooling practice look like when you started? Uh, when we first started, um, well, I was just coming off. Um, I went back to school later in life, so I haven't actually had my teaching certification all that long. Um, and then I went and taught in a preschool for a few years, uh, taught pre-K. And then, you know, when we made the decision to homeschool, uh, COVID was really the catalyst. Like, well, it was the final shove, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband had been asking me, to homeschool he's like well can't you just teach them like you you know what you're doing can't can't you just do it and I was like no are you insane I'm, I can't <laughs> like, we like I'm like I don't want you know and looking back it was I I didn't want to step into that role for my kids which begs the question what was I tying to that role mm-hmm. that I didn't want to be it for my kids um that's really interesting so yeah so you know, I went through whatever pre-K and my daughter, even before COVID, my older daughter, um, just every year she was a little less herself. Um, she had always been that inquisitive kid who, who loved to figure out things, who loved to know things, who loved to talk about things. And every year she got a little more quiet um, and a little less interested um, and a little more anxious, actually a lot more anxious and a little more depressed and it was kind of already killing me. And I'm like, I, I can't let her keep going through this. This isn't fair. Um, and then with the, when COVID hit and I, like we made it through like, you know, like the first year or whatever, but then when I kind of heard of what changes might happen, what might not happen, I kind I didn't want her, either of them caught in the crosshair of that, of adults trying to figure out where children's place were and all of it. Mm. So I was like, all right, you know, I, I concede, well, homeschool. And in the beginning, I was still very much wearing my teacher hat, you know, you know, spent a lot of money and a lot of time <laughs> to get that, to get that piece of paper that says, you know how to teach children. 
even though in my practicum, the reason I didn't go into public school was because just through my observation of my student teaching, I was like, this doesn't feel right to me. You know, having having gone like the peaceful parenting route and having done all of the the research on child development, it didn't fit to me. Mm. So I was like, I don't, well, I don't like this part. So, but I was still trying to hold on to that schoolness, I guess, if you will. And um, I started out deciding that we were just going to do project-based learning. Sure. You know, that's, I think that's like the gateway drug for a lot of homeschoolers <laughs> to shift to unschooling, right? Like, <laughs> it feels good. There's going to yeah. be a product at the end, even if it's just the process is the yeah, product. See? Like there's and they something got that's going to come out of this. Yeah. And they got to, ch- they got to choose kind of. Even though if they chose not to do the project that day, I was still going to make them do the project that day. But I made myself feel better by saying, it's just for the morning after lunch and chores, you can do whatever you want, which was like, okay. But it's, you know, I think most things in life are baby steps. I don't think anybody gets there in one swoop where you're just like, oh, I'm perfect now. You know, now I get it. Like it. So it it started like, well, project-based learning and like math games and, you know, reading choice, which we actually, that's the one thing we still do. I don't care what they read, but we read a little every day. Um, But some days I don't enforce it because they're already reading. So imagine that. Um, So it was like, it was like more structured and more structured. So like it was structured in the beginning. And then as we were going through it, I was noticing the same hiccups and the same frustrations in my kids. And it was like, well, this isn't the beautiful picture that was in my head. Like you were all just supposed to be thrilled because you're, you know, you <laughs> were you having know, fun. Yes. Darn it. <laughs> what you, you woke up an hour later than you usually need to. What is your problem? You know, kind of, kind of issue <laughs> like, yeah, and I'm, and I'm nice and you can go to the bathroom whenever you want. You should be happy. You know, you can get a snack whenever this is, you know, this is going to solve all the problems. But it wasn't because they, they couldn't, even if it was something they were interested in, they couldn't really get into it because they knew it was being imposed. Mm-hmm. They, they weren't free to say, I don't want to do this today, or I'd rather do something else today. So, you know, I, I did realize I was the problem. <laughs> so I kind of started taking a step back, you know, and taking a step back. And then finally I said, you know what? I don't, I don't care what comes out of this year if it's nothing but mental health. I'm like, if we just have to take a mental health year, that's what we're going to do. And I don't care who mm-hmm. says what, you know, like this is what I'm doing. And as I started pulling back, they started doing more, you know? So then I started to like dive into it and look into more like the unschooling philosophy and how are other people doing this and realizing that when you take like if you were professionally trained in education so to speak like when you when I would look back at all of my college work pre-classroom management courses as I call them and when you stick with just the theorists what they start you out with and then very quickly shove them aside and say now behavior charts you know it's like Mm. like boy like it is the same like you can see that, you know, from a professional standpoint, when you look at the professional literature, I was like, the stepping back is what allows all of those things that they tell us how they learn to happen. Like it, it won't start with me. It has to start with them. And so now we're, we're pretty much 
well, we are completely unschoolers. And sometimes I, you know, I still wake up thinking, wow, we're not really doing anything, are we? (laughs) (laughs) And it'll, and I'll, you know, I'll start to panic a little bit and think, oh, what have I done? Have I done this wrong? But then things will happen. Like I didn't realize like while I was off doing something else or sometimes like on the weekends, they're allowed to stay up later. Um, They're not real good at, at balancing their sleep schedules yet. So I do kind of step in on that one. But when they're up, um, we like, for instance, we had gotten a, a digital keyboard, like a digital piano that, you know, we came across, thank goodness. And here in the downtime, when I thought they were doing nothing and probably just watching screens and, you know, I was just letting them veg out. My older daughter, who balks at anything suggested to her to pick up or try or anything like that, um, I came downstairs and she was playing a song on the piano and I said, oh, you know, did you like reading from the piano book? I was like, oh, did you learn how to learn this one? She said, yes, this in the first two books. Cause I just had piano books out and here it's a digital piano. So she could turn it low and I couldn't hear it if I was somewhere else in the house, but she had already taken the initiative to work through it completely on her own. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and here I was, I promised my husband, I was like, next year, I'm going to, I just want them to be able to, you know, you know, play with it now and next year we'll start. And making the assumption that it wouldn't happen unless I initiated it so you know every time I get nervous you know miraculously my kids will come up with something that I didn't realize that they were doing on their own interesting I think we've probably had similar electronic keyboard moments Candace. <laughs> yeah yeah the kids using the app it's like a simply piano app that they use and um similar oh you're talking about like (laughs) in general like yeah just like so many I feel like our kids have like we got a we got a keyboard and luckily it came with headphones like a plug (laughs) and this is in our unschooling space and yeah so many kids I feel like just would like take turns going to sit at it and put the headphones on and I don't know that anybody taught themselves two books of music, but definitely they were kids really getting the hang of some of it. Yeah, and I thought it was like, these were like the really, like the really easy books that I had actually purchased with the hope of starting my younger daughter on them because I knew the older one did know how to read music and like knew something about it. Um, But I didn't even, you know, give it much thought that that's where, my older daughter would have liked to have started. Like she Mm -hmm. felt confident enough to start there, you know, and then, you know, worked through it. And it's just one of those things that I was so unbelievably grateful that I didn't know she was doing it (laughs) because I know I would have felt compelled to be like, well, you can do a little more. Okay. Well, let's move on to this difficulty. Now, you know, you, you do like, and you guys, I know I've talked about it a lot is having that expectation of how fast she's supposed to know how much. And I would have killed it on her. I absolutely would have killed any wonder that she had over it. So I was like, thank goodness they do learn things when I'm not even aware because then I can't get my grubby paws on it, so to speak, and <laughs> dismantle it. Yeah, when we interfere, we often are the problem. I mean, I think, yeah, I know I feel the same way sometimes, like I'm the problem here we have we have this um one child at our center who 
is just really passionate and she loves learning things and she'll pick up things and like just learn them so quickly which is it's just interesting how quickly and like what she does with with different projects but um, I remember the first year she like when she would get into something I would be like oh I have to like get this book and get this thing and print this out and do all this and then I'd like give it to her and she'd just be like oh okay <laughs> like walk away <laughs> into it at all anymore she's like totally moved on to something else <laughs> just because you noticed yeah <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> you're trying to make it schoolish and she felt that yeah for sure oh I have um a lot Carol that you just talked about in in just your experience of starting your homeschooling and stuff that I like really want to unpack with you I think we are going to have to do a follow-up episode. <laughs> I want to talk more about like the idea of kids getting quieter and quieter with every year of school and how that actually is probably what people mean when they say, how will your kids be socialized if you homeschool yeah. them, right? Like they actually mean, how will they be quiet and quiet, quarterly? Yes. Um, and the notion of teacher um, education coming with, behavior charts that actually is blowing my mind a little bit um but carol thank you so much for coming on and talking to us tonight and um, sharing your tips that you didn't even know you were sharing about how to kind of look at the big picture of rest and not uh like burn ourselves out uh i'm gonna actually have to put some of that into practice i think we're doing it we're getting there Candace, Carol, you also said we don't have to be perfect when we start. I needed to hear that again today. Yeah, I'm. Uh, well, the second I'm second year in, I'd like to think that yeah, I, I've got it on lock. I know what I mean. Still, I find myself like, why did I do this to myself? This is a bad idea. <laughs> well, Carol, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of Out of Line. Bye. It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.